To me, this statement is the last step and the first step. Yeah? This is the last step and the first step. It's out of a book called, uh, by a guy named Om Sadhu something. And it's Ramana Maharshi. He was a follower of Ramana Maharshi. Can you hear it? It's all right? And it goes like this. So presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that thing. This is the last step or, and or the first step. Yeah. In other words, this is the conception of selfing. This is where the sense of being is seemingly lost and a mental interpretation begins. Yeah. It's at this point. There's a presupposing, this is what selfing is. This is what selfing does. It presupposes a non-existent thing as being us, and then that non-existent thing wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing, when really the freedom is from the non-existent thing. But if the non-existent thing is bought, you know, if we if there's a falling for the advertising then that becomes the first step, and then there's thousands and thousands of steps that are going to be shadowed by this first step. That while you're doing something, that doing will imply that you're the doer, and what's being implied as the doer is a non-existent thing. Yes? So the non-existent thing, the presupposing, which is beautiful because... So it's supposing, and the supposing presupposes it was before things, it comes after. Yeah? So the mental state arises after conscious contact, which is the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then it presupposes that you are before the conscious contact, and then immediately implies that you are the one who's conscious, as the non-existent thing. So, the evidence of beingness, or whatever you want to call it, the evidence that we're, in, we're totally drenched in all day, which is the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, gets neutered. It can't get removed, it can't be, it can't be negated, but it gets neutered by the claiming of it. So now you, as a non-existent thing, is the presupposed one who's conscious. So you and I, and when I say you, I'm not saying you, I'm meaning all these yous, yeah? So then the you, yeah? Now when it, when it talks about consciousness, it says I'm conscious or I'm not conscious. You see? It's a heist that all it does is duplicate itself millions and millions of times. It claims what, is, what isn't its, and then it assumes and implies and insinuates and tells tons of stories based on the non-existent thing as being the new Alpha and the Omega, the new beginning point, yeah? So then, that, let, that first step, not being seen, is the shadow, whatever else you, quote, do, from that point on, there'll be the sense of being the doer of it. The doing will be used to imply the doer. The seeing will be used to imply the seer. The hearing will be used to imply the hearer. The tasting will be used to imply the taster. Yeah? And so, it couldn't get rid of what's so. It just causes it not to seem so. 
So we now start from a mental interpretation. Just like when we when I was young, the basic experience was life was happening. Yeah? And then at one point it turned into life's happening to me. That's not life's happening. That's an interpretation. Yeah? Life's happening to me. So here's life's happening. Yeah? And then suddenly life's happening to me. It can't get rid of life is happening, but it changes it. It changes it by the claiming of it. It uses it to point to the imaginary one. Yeah. So every thought is being used, and the feeling of the use is my. So when a thought is noticed, yes, in our experience here or this event, there's a feeling that it's about us or we're the thinker of it, yeah? It's a sense. It's like a vague little sense that these are my thoughts. And when you listen to people talk, they don't talk about thoughts usually, they talk about my thoughts, yeah? So, it's like we used to use this simple example. Here's a a blackboard, and let's put the word money there, yeah? Let's put the word health there. Let's put the word, word uh, relationship there. Now, everyone, based on their reference, would give meaning to those words, yeah? Yes? Yeah. I'm going to change the meaning of the word without changing the word at all. Okay? My money. So here I am. I wish all of you to have lots of money, but I don't want any of you to have any of my money. See, my whole relationship with money is totally different when the my precedes it, yeah? Health. My health. Fucking how many phone calls have you made about your health? (laughs) Relationships, my relationships. Have you ever had a person you went out with and you were having a lot of fun, and then one day they they get Christian, Christian or whatever, that it's your girlfriend, and then a month or two later you're up on stalking charges? Because you now think you have a, some weird vague permission to know what your girlfriend is doing. You know? And you should, I should be actually able to read her emails. Now what happened? It was a lot of fun when it was just a girlfriend. As soon as the mind gets introduced, it changes the whole thing. That's our role. Our role is that which is prior to money. Our role is that which is prior to an action. Our role is that which is prior to a relationship. The mental state arises, claims the relationship, and gives meaning to it. And most of the time, the meaning it gives to it doesn't fit us very well. But because it's our meaning, it has some sort of sacrosanct level of appreciation. I mean, you can come over to me at my house. I hope you don't, really, but if you, you know, you could come over to my house and start talking about what's not happening. Because most of us, like most people here tonight, if they're bothered, it's not by Sunday. It's bothered, you're bothered by last week and next week, basically. Most of us, in a way, are determined more by what's not happening than we are by what's happening. Yeah. All right, so someone comes over and they start telling me all their concerns that are based on what's not happening. I can't see them, feel them, taste them, or touch them. Yeah? But they're totally convinced they're going to have cancer five weeks from now. Or that they're going to be destitute. Okay? Now, the thoughts that they're having that are so convincing to them, the thoughts are just being used. The real convincing is the mind. 
Because I could have the same thoughts, or when I see it, they're her thoughts, I have an immunity to them. But the same thoughts would produce an effect if they were held as mine. Where is the influence coming from? The thought or the mind? The thought is a vehicle. It carries meaning. Yeah? Actions are vehicles. They carry meaning. And the selfing's meaning they carry is that all the actions are yours, all the feelings are yours, all the thoughts are yours. So the bonding isn't a feeling. Feelings come and go. The bonding is the one who always has all the feelings. All the feelings that you seem to have had this life, there's only been one that had them all. That's the bonding of self. It's an activity. It can never become so, but if it seems to be so to what is so, it will fucking really seem to be so. What isn't so can never reach being so. It can only reach seemingly being so to what is so. We are the reality. We give everything all the meaning it has. Like the Course in Miracles would say, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. I don't like the word dreamer because it implies a thing. So let's say you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Yeah. If you have trouble with this as a dream or not, do you have a subjective experience? Does this event imprint itself on you or do you give meaning to the event? We give meaning to things. We're dreaming, in a sense, yeah? So here, you and I are the dreamer of this dream. The dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now that's what made me curious. How the hell can the dreaming forget that it's dreaming? Yeah? Well, how I saw it was by remembering that it's a thing, it forgets that it's the dreaming of a thing. Yeah? And in that condition, when it's forgot that it's the dreaming of a thing, then suddenly everything it's given meaning to now has the ability to affect it. Yeah? So the thoughts, now that they're yours, now you own the thoughts, the thought owns you. I've seen people's day ruined by one fucking thought. They can override the, paris, the paradise of Hawaii in one thought. One thought can ruin their whole vacation. That's incredible to me. So if I was going to be a psychiatrist, I would specialize on what's not happening. Little, little would the patient know, I could book like 80 people in one day, work one day for my whole life, because they'd come in for an hour session, they'd start doing their thing, I'd say, hey, that's not happening, see you next week. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have to wait till 58 minutes, I would realize exactly, because I'm not seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting it, it's not happening. So what's the solution on what's not happening? Recognizing it's not happening. What more do you need to do? And how long will it take for what's not happening to be not happening? You see it? The solution has a quality. It always does. All of its downloads of timelessness. It doesn't take time. Look at us here. We're sitting here. There's conscious contact. You want to call it consciousness. It's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Did I have, when I woke up in the morning, did I have to practice seeing? Did I have, I, and I see much better by pictures of Ramana Maharshi and seeing. 
practicing, hearing, I'm working on my hearing, none of that. Does it, has what you are, the baseline of what you are, exhibited any thought or effort ever? Then how would we want to believe that thought and effort will bring us back to that which demonstrates no thought or effort? This whole point here is being awake to awake. Yeah? We all are inherently awake, and here you can be awake to that fact, which will allow you to travel lighter, or you can be seemingly asleep to that fact, which allows a lot of heaviness. It allows a displacement. It allows something that's being to be more involved in wasing and willing than being. The being will be used to was and will. So there, it's being awake to, you know, you're awake to the awakeness. There is no awakening. If there was an awakening, there would have been something that preceded the awakening. Nothing has preceded awakeness. All there is is awakeness. And here in time and space, it can seem like it isn't so. To what? To what's awake? The only thing that could dream of unawakeness is awakeness. It rolls over you, and then the mind entertains it. Doesn't think about it. That's not entertaining it. That's like rote in school, you know? Multiplication, yes or no. That's not entertaining it. You hear satsang, and then the mind entertains. Yeah? Like when I heard that statement by Huang Po, famous Chan master, ancient Chan, you know, Zen in China, he would say, you cannot use the Buddha or the Buddha nature to seek the Buddha nature. You cannot use the big M mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. You can try it for eons and nothing's going to happen. So if we are inherently the Buddha nature, the seeking the Buddha nature would be a way of seemingly forgetting the Buddha nature. Yeah. Wouldn't it? The actual thing that was promising for you to arrive at somewhere will, was, which it actually produces the seeming possibility you could leave what you are. It's like a sleight of hand. It wants you to look for, so you stop looking from what you are. It wants you to look for what you are. There's a great famous saying by St. Francis of Assisi, what's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. Now, it doesn't say what's looking, and then there's eight pages of requirements <laughs> that have to be met for you to be back what you're looking for. It just says what's looking is what you're looking for, like right now. And whatever now that you think is going to come later. What's looking is what you're looking for. Simple statement. End of story. It doesn't go what's looking is what you're looking for and you're going to have an arduous path of 40 fucking years to arrive at the you that you're looking for. <laughs> That's a business plan. <laughs> That's a business plan. This is an invitation. This isn't a business plan 
I'm like a mailman. I don't want to even come in your house and read the letters with you. I just want to deliver like a spiritual subpoena and it's all on you. You know, See where it takes you. Hopefully nowhere. And hopefully you'll get nothing out of it. And if you stay with it, nothing is fucking everything. Simple. It can be repeated constantly, but the message is always the same. And to me, I've said this so many different ways, but I'd much rather hear it from a great dead master, which is, this is where the conception begins. The presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Because if you realize your non-existent thing, that would be the, the freedom from it. Yeah? There would be no trying to get free from it. That's the freedom from it. Recognizing there isn't a non-existent thing. So here he goes. He goes on a little bit. He gets better, actually. Well, for some people, worse, really. <laughs> so when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? So, when our practices themselves give life to the non-existent thing through the claiming by the selfing, because now you're seen as the doer. Yeah. So, all the doing, and there's nothing that's sacrosanct from this takeover, it will claim a 5,000-year-old practice or it will claim you going to the bathroom. The selfing will claim whatever comes after it and say that it's before it. That's what it does. So here it goes. So, when your practices themselves become a means, a means of giving life to the imaginary thing, <laughs> how could you expect that... The, now that will destroy it. How can you believe that's going to destroy it if it's giving life to it? Yeah? Then it goes even farther. It goes... To try to destroy the non-existent thing by practices is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief who is none other than himself. <laughs> What does that do? It stops you. That's awesome. Stops you in your tracks. And then you can rest in that pause and stuff is revealed. Yeah. Not to you, but about you. Like a lot of people, I do the talks and a lot of people, when there's someone I know who's behind, you know, at the desk, a lot of people go up to them and go, hey, that guy, everything he says goes over my head. Yeah? And, I, and so the guy finally asked me, what are you, what's going on there, Paul? And I said, that's exactly right, because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Big M Mind about a you. <laughs> I'm not talking to you about mine. That's from self-centeredness. You think that's how it's going. I'm not talking to you at all. I'm talking to Big M Mind about a you. Yeah. When you're identified, you take it to be you. Yeah. But it's a you. Yeah. So I'm throwing... See, because the claiming is very quick. Yeah. So let's say you hear the message, I'm a lion. 
you're a lion. And some people really like that. I'm a lion. Yeah, I'm a lion. So here it comes. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. And you're liking it. You're resonating with it. It resonates with you. <laughs> I'm a lion. And then suddenly you don't realize it. It hits your ear and your ear is configured through the identification as a sheep. Yeah? So you can only hear it from the point of view of a sheep. And it translates into I can become like a lion. That's not the message. Yeah? And so the claiming of the mental state is so fast, it's mit rises up before any other process rises up. Supposedly it takes five hundredth of a second for selfing to get produced. Five hundredth of a second. There's no practice here that will get you prior to that. None. No process in time is going to beat that process in time. Yeah? So here it goes. So we're throwing all this information, but the mental state's catching them all, and as soon as the mental state says, I've heard the message, it neuters the message. It neuters it. It kills it. It can't kill it, but it neuters it, yeah? Because as soon as you think you have the message, that is definitely not the message. Okay? So what happens if you throw enough balls over the fucking head, one of them's going to get through like a spiritual sperm, you know? There's so many sperm going up that canal, and only one has to impregnate the egg. You know, millions of them get shot down by like the Death Star defenses. This is like the mental state. You know, you listen to all these messages, shoots them all fucking down. They're flocked. They're just like kamikazes that never make it. But then one gets through, that's all it takes. One possibility of seeing what you've been calling yourself as a foreign installment or a parasitical movement, something other than you, is the beginning of the, of the seeming end of it. Yeah? Because as soon as you realize it's not you, you entertain the possibility you can be free from it instead of constantly being enslaved to the possibility of being free as it and being free for it, and being free through it, you finally realize it's being free from it. Yes? And you know what? It takes no time to be free from something that's imaginary. No time needs to pass. Not one second. Now the horse is before the car. Things start making sense. Blue is blue, red is red. You don't have any fucking metaphysical questions. You may have a question, where are my keys? And shit like that. But you're not freaking confused by all this. It's so fucking obvious that we're inherently awake. I mean, have you ever... Have you ever woken up and say, I'm not seeing a bird today. I refuse to see a fucking bird. <laughs> if a bird flies by the window and you're looking that way, you're seeing it. Yeah? You ever notice when people talk about, oh, I didn't want to feel that, but they already felt it. Yeah? What comes later presupposes it's before, and then you believe you have something to do with the feeling, and then you have tons of bad and good and judgment and on it, and I shouldn't have had that. It's un it just produces a, a, a mental avalanche of fucking mental miscellaneous minutiae just rolling down. You just get one thought begets another thought because the idea of being a you is a thought and it loves thoughts about itself. There are other modalities available that aren't based on self-centeredness. 
There's aspects of mind that have no sense of self in them at all. No self and other, nothing. Their downloads are very, very freaking inclusive. It's a win-win for everyone, not a win-lose. You're always going to be led. You might as be led by... uh, Like, the thought system that we're saddled with is like a fucking GPS that's got the oldest maps. You know what I mean? We want to go get to happy, joyous, and freedom. We punch in. Oh, (laughs) download some fucking thing. Get married. Go, well, I have been for a while. (laughs) You know what I mean? The maps are like from 1982. Yeah? And they promise to get you to L.A., and they're very, very, very specific, but they assume you're leaving from Omaha when you're in Boulder. Yeah. So no matter how correct the map is, getting to L.A., it, mis- it misinterprets where you're at. And yet, because they're about us, we just keep fucking subscribing every year. And then okayness gets to be put into time. I will be okay. I was once okay. They do it with awakening, too. I woke up, but I lost it. <laughs> How could you lose awakening? <laughs> what would point out you lost awakening is the awakening. <laughs> That's what's awake. Awake isn't doing awake. It's being awake. Yeah? <laughs> There's no interruption in its beingness. <laughs> we'd like to do awakeness and there'd be big interruptions where we lose it then we reclaim it then we'd fuck up again and basically the emphasis is all on us what happens we approach to know God and when we meet God it, the emphasis is on I'm a knower of God where Ramana Maharshi says to know God is to be God to know is to be when it comes to this inherent nature to know is to be and so you're never going to know the being, but you can know what you're not. Like Dojin said, a Zen master from Japan, to study Buddhism is to study the self, and to study yourself is to forget it. Because if you study it, you'll realize it ain't you, and you'll lose interest in it. I don't go home and worry about what Stanley did ten years ago, because I'm not Stanley. I have no fucking keen interest in going back 20 years ago. I know Stanley, I was wondering, you know, Stanley's whole life would have been different if that wouldn't have happened. I don't spend my days thinking of Stanley. But it seems like Paul is an incredibly delicious topic. (laughs) Not to you, unless you went out with me and you want to be right about what an asshole I am. Then you would be interested in Paul. But basically, we we are in our little own porno theater. As long as we're getting done and then doing, we're fucking excited. (laughs) Literally. So what happens? If you see the main movement claiming, I'm telling you, look at the the sense of my. My is the most influential statement in the English language because from it's from my that all meaning gets distributed. If, if the Course in Miracles is correct by saying you and I give everything all the meaning it has, that's the conveyance, that's the bridge where there's a lot of meaning given. 
So the actions are being given the meaning that I'm the actor. Yeah? They're being used to constantly point back to the imaginary non-existent thing to give it relevance because it can't produce its own relevance. Something that isn't so, to appear to be so, has to be remembered. Something that isn't here now, to seem to be here, we'd have to remember it, yes? This is what selfing is. Selfing is constantly remembering the idea of being a self, and in that constant remembering, we seemingly forget what we are. And the double whammy, we will now start looking for what we are from what we're not. These talks are going to get shorter and shorter because I can't go. I can't go any farther back. You can't go any farther back in in in, in sharing and inviting than the presupposing of the non-existent thing. That's it. What's what's prior and there's not there's no prior, but as a picture, what's prior to that is what we are before we take a story up before we identify as the body, there has to be this presupposing of the non-existent thing. And what is that presupposing being offered to? The existing no-thing. Us. So by seeing what you're not, you have an intimation of what you are. You're never going to see what you are. Like that old statement, what's seeing can never be seen, what's hearing can never be heard, what's feeling can never be felt, what's tasting can never be tasted, what's smelling can never be smelled. Yeah? This is not an experience. You're not going to get anything out of this at all. It, it has the ability to influence all your experiences, or all the experiences this event's going to have, but it's not an experience. You're not going to have it, therefore you can't lose it. You're not going to maintain it. It's quite, quite maintaining of itself. Has it ever demonstrated any fucking effort? Do I have to, like, before I wake up, I've got to get ready and start calling, beseeching consciousness to come. I'm going to wake up at 8.30 consciousness. Please, can you arrive by then? Okay, here it comes. All right, and it just matches perfectly when my eye opens. No, it's, isn't it like, like fucking bronco horses ready to go? Does it, don't you feel like this energy behind your eyelid? It's just on oh, incessantly. Just because the, uh, cu- the curtain or the shade goes down doesn't mean the light is out. <laughs> the light is just incessantly on. It's never not been on. It's incessantly on. It's like, it's like here, you know, if you turn, off, turn on the light switch, yeah? Do you, does the light switch start going... I need some help here. I'm going off. The, you know what I mean? We just flip the light switch. One little flip. And then there's light. Yeah? 
The light switch said, oh, this is such a heavy responsibility to be producing the light. The light, this light switch isn't producing the light. It's facilitating it. We're like a facilitator. The light is, is coming through. It's not coming from. So here, I'm going to go to some other big guns. Here's another guy, another long-time devotee of Maharaji. And he says here, this is many, many times Ramana Maharshi said this, simply stated the problem. It doesn't say a problem, it says the. So that's pretty encompassing, yes? Simply stated, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self which wants to extinguish itself. That's what addiction is, really. Every time I shot drugs, I wanted to get out of self. But you can't transcend an imaginary place. So that the state, so, and we want to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which the individual self tries to do to eliminate itself, merely prolongs its own seeming existence. If one sees spiritual practice as something that one does to attain realization, then there is no solution to the problem. There is no solution because the whole problem stems from the totally false assumption that this individual self has a real existence. I don't know how more clear you can say it. Yeah. If you leave this point, yeah, this point is going to geometrically progress every other step of the way. Yeah. So the shadow will get larger and larger and more and more like the you. Yes. If you realize that step step is an impossibility. From the solution's point of view, it's not a point, from the solution, there is no problem. It's just an activity. Yeah? From the problem, there's a huge need for a solution. But when you arrive at the solution, the solution is, is there is no problem, and therefore the solution disappears. That's it. Now you are relying on awakeness to be awake. <laughs> Not on the mental state to get awake, or hopefully become awake, but you're, re you're resting and relying on the awakeness to be awake, because that's the obvious, appropriate response. Awakeness is not doing awakeness, it's being awake. Yeah? You are in the example, you are in the demonstration of being awake right now. We can either not know that, or we can seemingly know it. One will allow you to travel lighter, the other one gives a lot of opportunity to travel heavy. <laughs> really? The beautiful news is, there's nothing that needs to be done. That's so beautiful. And how long will it take for nothing to be done? No time. Yeah? And is it available when? All the time. Where? Right where you are. Are there any requirements? Only the ones you have 
Perhaps. <laughs> and there you have it. So it's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones you come up with. <laughs> so you get left right where you've always been, and it becomes obvious. That's the beauty of it. It becomes so fucking obvious. And you know, if someone believes they wake up, I bet you it always has this accompanying hit that once they seem to wake up, they realize it's always been that way. So the event is shown not to be an event. It's it's shown to be a contextual situation. It never happened, nor can it never not happen. It always is. Because it's not of time, and it's not of process, it's not becoming to be, it's not going to culminate to be, it's being. Yeah? It's complete, and all it is here is expressing. It's all it's fucking doing. It's not trying to reach culmination. Wholeness doesn't reach culmination. It starts and completely is culmination. So what happens? You rest in that. And then you go to the store, go to the cafe, and really, you probably go unnoticed, you know? It's much better to do practices where you produce a loving gaze, really. Much more convincing. Because no one here, we don't have a real touchstone of what spirit is. So we buy any fucking thing. Someone can look like they're spiritual. I've got a good one here I'm going to read. My friend gave it to me tonight. I almost forgot. But this is delicious, this one. I hope I have it. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's a little, it's Life in Hell by Groaning, a a cartoonist. So here it goes. It's these two guys with these little fezzes on. You see them? And one's talking to the other. So hope, and if you, here it goes. And so one guy goes, I don't mean to brag, but my guru says, I'm very advanced spiritually. Now the same guy says, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but my guru says I'm getting very close to merging (laughs) my my oneness with the all. And then the same guy, I don't mean to come off all high and mighty, but my guru says I've come very close to being but, uh, oh, in tune with the infinite. And the same guy says again, I don't mean to be a big know-it-all, but my guru says I'm making excellent progress towards pushing and being beyond the temporal spatial coordinates of everyday existence. <laughs> again, the guy goes, I don't mean to be swell-headed, but my guru says I'm just inches away from transcending the dichotomy of being and non-being. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but my guru says I'm almost ready for perfect awareness of the ultimate reality. (laughs) Then the other guy finally says, you're completely deluded. And then the guy who's been saying all the other stuff, Will you be my new guru? (laughs) (laughs) 
Then he gave me this thing that's really cool. I hope you can see it. It's a guy walking with a woman, and the guy has a t-shirt that says nothing, and the woman's t-shirt says next to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm married to nothing, and I wish I could meet her something other than the nothing I'm married to. (laughs) So it's a simple invitation, yes? You can be repeating it quite a lot because it's not a dissertation, there's nothing to study, it's one of them's going to get in there. That sperm is going to break through and you'll have sec, you know, spiritual intercourse and the conception and it may come out as an aha or something like that. For me, it was an unspoken yes. Yeah? And an unspoken yes was like uh, knowing before knowing. Yeah? And ever since that happened, I could say it became the last answer because I've never looked for anything else. I don't try to turbocharge it or add Tantra to it or anything like that. Yeah. And that unspoken yes has just been echoing for years and years and years. Because it's not past tense or future tense, it's present tense. Yeah. You get a sense, an intimation of what you are. You can't experience, but by seeing its fingerprints on everything, it intimates itself. And so now, see, like Jesus said, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. And I really believe that what you're looking for won't be found in this world. It comes from the of, yeah? The real satisfaction we could look for can't be found in the in. It can be expressed in the in, but it comes from the of, yeah? The of our real nature, not the mental interpretation of that nature as being a non-existent thing. So, any questions today? We're not going to go long, right? you know. It's not a drawn-out affair. Because <laughs> you get to a point and you start, be- it's like beating a dead horse. This is an invitation. Like, if you send someone an invitation, hey, dinner at nine, and then they, they text you back, well, uh, what silverware are you using? You know what I mean? <laughs> dinner at nine, you know? Uh, you sure it's at nine? Yes, dinner at nine. You know, it's a very simple invitation. And one of them is going to get through, because <laughs> I have faith in mind. I do. I, you know, I have a lot of faith in mind. I really believe you don't have to jump through hoops. I believe you just have to let this in and entertain and see where it takes you. Yeah. I don't believe it's a yeoman effort. I don't. I don't think it's a heroic odyssey. It's dog shit awareness. You know what I mean? It's so fucking ordinary. It sh- it, to me, it seems like the obvious basis of what's happening here. Yeah. And now you're awake to that. And what I've seen as of one of its byproducts over time is that I've traveled lighter. Yeah? And the action figure is confronted with a destiny. Things are going to happen, like getting fired and cancer and shit like that. Yeah? And this isn't one of those dreams that, oh, everything's going to all be smoothed out. No, the geography of your life is going to be the same, but you'll travel lighter over it all. What more do you want? Really, You may call it enlightenment, but if you were content and satisfied, you wouldn't need to call it anything. You would be it. 
You'd be, you would be so into it, you wouldn't want to make a secondary step out of it by naming it. You would just go along with it, yeah? It's like when someone wants to know the river, and they go in and get a glass of water from the river. But that's not the river, right? It's water, but the main essence of the river is the rivering. It's been neutered by knowing it, yeah? When you know something from this reference point, you make it something that fits into its reference. This isn't about knowledge. This is about knowledge of what we are, and it does, it's not like that. It's, that's just... <clears throat> that is totally secondary. It's not an understanding. It's not a view. It's vision. Yeah? A view can be helpful, and it can be sort of like a leavening of the boat when you're on the sea of duality, and you're taking yourself to be the one on it. Then this is a good understanding. It will bring a, be a leveling agent. But it's not an understanding. It's vision. Yeah? It's seeing. It's the sense of seeing. Yeah? The incessant onness of seeing. Yeah? And I don't just mean visual, I mean on. You're on. Yeah. So my friend was asking me, was talking to me about this thing where our interest and in t- attention has been wedded to the slavery of selfing quite a lot. Yeah. When we were younger, we were more into experience, smell. Yeah. Somehow, a lot of that got all our attention. A lot of it got withdrawn from all that and was put up here, so that we would go over what we smelled. You know, there was a point in my life where I'd run into a room, and then there was a point where everything else I've ever done was accompanied by thought. Mm-hmm. Who, did they see me? What, what did they... On and on and on. Everything that claimed, that's claimed by a mental process begets a mental reaction. And, and the more and more interpretation, the less and less living there is. And then all we're left with is, I was once alive, and I'm really hoping I will be alive, but the aliveness is being underappreciated because we're up the ass of fucking self. You know, and then we're looking for a divine proctologist. You know, we'll pay $500 to get pulled out for a minute or two, but our habit is to go right back up. If you you saw thoughts as thoughts, they wouldn't have the power to bind you. If you saw feelings as feelings, they wouldn't have the power to bind you. It's the my. The my is the power that is, and and it uses the thoughts and the feelings to facilitate a bondage. But the thoughts do not bind us. It's the my. That's our active but unaware participation. We're giving meaning to things all day. Yeah. That's it. We'll have the end of this. Questions? Yes. You know, I, I don't doubt what you say at all. Um, I would. I would well, definitely doubt it. I, I probably don't need this, but uh, um, I don't doubt what you're saying. Is this on? Okay. Anyway, uh, but so, you know, I don't want to say how do you come to that point, right? Because then that's just answering a question that, that's like a cart before the horse. But. You know the mind. The mind is. 
four, what, 49 now? 49 years old. And, and I, I, yeah, no, I just turned 40. That's why I, I think you're 48. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, might be, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I'm probably 13, really, if you ask her, my wife. Um, but so how do you recondition your mind? You don't. I mean, well, I mean, but, but... Just don't see it as yours. You don't need to recondition it. It can stay in its condition, but you don't have to be that condition. Okay. Literally. This isn't about tinkering with that. We have tons of other things. There's tons of skillful means to deal with the pollution of that because it produces a lot of pollution trying to process a day here in the dream. It does, doesn't it? But we're not even direct going that way. We're just questioning, is it your condition? If it ain't your condition, you'll lose interest in it. I'm serious. Listen, if I was, if there was a, a meeting in this room, and there was a very pretty girl in that meeting, and I had intentions, like biblical intentions, for her, <laughs> but I hadn't talked to her or anything, but I really, she means a lot to my head, because I'm thinking I'm going to marry her and have kids, and, you know, and then of course, there's no divorce in the horizon, it's just all greatness, yeah? And so I'm supposed to be doing an event, and so... But my attention's trying to listen to her to see if she says anything about me, yeah? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get rejected. I want to have my bed hedged, you know? So I want to, I'm listening, and I'm supposed to be here, but my interest and attention is trying to listen to her because I'm hoping she says, oh, I like that guy, Paul. And then I'll run into her at the coffee. Oh, would you like to have a coffee? Oh, yes. And then we'd be married in a week. You know? <laughs> so there I am. So someone notices, the people notice, hey, Paul, you want to be here? You know, this is the only thing that's happening. And I agree with the statement, but I can't seem to call, you know, the horses. They're back over there. All right, so then someone comes up to the desk with a book that says, How to Lose Interest in a Conversation in Another Room. Puts it on there. I read through it. I believe in the principles and the little practices. But still, the interest, I can't call it back. It's because that means a whole lot more to the mental state than this happening. Suddenly, she finally says something. And she says, I like that guy, Matt. And my name is Paul. What happens? My interest and attention leaves that room in like a nanosecond. And where does it come, where does it go to? Actually, it's never left. It's here. Now, instead of enslaving me, the interest of attention, which it's being used to do, it's now being used to enrich my moment. Yeah? Another thing. This word faith. You ever hear the word faith? And then they have a faith, which is like uh, a way of faith, like Islam or Christianity. But faith, in my view, is a force of big M mind. Yeah? In Big M mind, it's totally, completely neutral, but in expression, it's going to manifest in the vehicle it's put in. All right? So if someone has faith in the thought system, that faith is going to allow the thought system to produce tons of anxiety based on what's not happening. Yeah? You know, supposedly like Jesus raised the guy from the dead, Lazarus, but at least Lazarus was alive once. We're making shit out of nothing all fucking day. We're all miracle working all day. We're miracle working. We're, the thoughts are thinking about some condition that's not a condition, and because of the faith in those thoughts, it's not the thought. The thought isn't doing it. The faith, the faith in the thought allows that to seem more real than here. 
And that becomes a new priority. What other than faith produced that? And where does that faith seem to come from? You put it in one vehicle, in the thought system, you have anxiety. You're driven by things that aren't happening more than being influenced by what's happening. Now, that same faith, if put into trusting the infinite, let's say, that will produce an ease and comfort right now. It's the same energy. One will really enrich you, one will seemingly enslave you. But the same juice, same juice, same juice. The juice is all in the, in, like, imminently neutral, and in expression, it has a dualistic bent. It can go either one way or another. You can travel lighter or heavier here. And then tons of degrees and replication, but it's basically those two things. Yeah? You are before the fork in the road. You are the source of the river. You are. The interest and attention is from you. And where that goes, it's going to bring seeming life to that. And therefore, an unremembering of the other. Faith is an incredible influence right now. All this seems so because of faith. Could you imagine our ability to, to make shit that's not even so seem so, so? Could you imagine if you turn that on to what's so? If you allowed that to be directed back to what's truly so? Find out. I mean, we're like, we're like nickel and dime magicians. We could just turn it upon what's really so and fucking download some major mojo of content and peace and shit like that. Instead of, oh, you know, I made myself have an ulcer. Fuck, he's like, wow, what a great magician. I'd rather fucking eternal peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we're on a sideshow. We're like a little fucking guy working a sideshow when we're a great, great artist, you know? But we're not. We are the great artists, but this is the brush. The artists that we all are, these are the individual brushes that it's painting with. Yeah? That's the joy. The joy is to, is to it's sort of like, to sense that moving through is, is the purpose of all purposes. It's more like, almost like how it feels. This isn't so, but the feeling of it is, it's vertical where the mental states download is horizontal. It becomes like a thick, opaque ring, like the ring of satin, that you can only see through. It's intermittent, but it seems like it's constant and solid, but it isn't. It's an activity. And there's tons of gaps when that which isn't you stops and you continue. But it overrides those gaps with a story. Like most people will forget a miracle that happened at 9 in the morning by 11. But they'll remember resentment that never occurred for 30 fucking years. This place is biased. You're not starting on an even keel. There's a huge, huge bias. 
The mental state has a whole very, very slanted view, and its view is to support the view. No more questions? Oh, all right. Why are we in this field system? Who knows? Why not? I don't think we are. I think this is a dream. I think there's dreaming going on. I don't think there's any reality in this place. I believe nothing's ever fucking happened. Truly. I mean, how fast is the day? Does yesterday leave a lasting impression on you? Really? Only in the mental state, usually. Yes? Do you feel the sunlight you felt yesterday now? Everything disappears so fucking quickly, yes? As if it never really was so. Yet what it appears or disappears to is us. And we're always so. Yeah? Lately I've been uh, noticing when I when I'm coming out of Whoa, sounds totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'll listen to you more. You've got a very authoritative sound now. Lately, I've been on together. Lately. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Thank you for strengthening my sense of self. Anytime, though, anytime. Um, Noticing uh, waking up in the morning and trying to just kind of noticing the edge as things start to reboot, as this person starts to reboot with thoughts, agenda, mental images, emotions, uh, a beingness, you know, a solidity, and uh, just trying to kind of hang out on the edge of that sort of circuit, um, keep falling back into where that is not happening. Um, and that's been uh, interesting and helpful. And, you know, realizing that I can do that at other times, too. Maybe more difficult at other times. But, it, you know, that, all that stuff is kind of thin uh, when it's first starting up in the morning. Or so it seems. Well, you know, the idea of falling back into that which is not happening that which is not happening is happening and that which is happening. Do you know what I mean? They're not opposites. There's no dualistic thing. Something is appearing in mind. It's not contra to mind or pro-mind. It's appearing in mind. The dreaming is happening in a context, but the dreaming is bound by its content, where which it appears and disappears. So it's sort of like... All that we are, seemingly, always appears in front of the camera. What we are is behind the camera. What appears in front of the camera will never appear behind the camera. Yeah? The mental state presupposes that which is in front of the camera to be behind the camera. Yeah? That's what you see. Yeah? You see... This, when it happened with me one of the times, I was at a satsang a long time ago in Berkeley. And I walked in there and I listened to this woman and she was there. And then everyone's going to ask me who it was. I'm not going to tell you right now. 
So, so I listened, and because it wasn't her, you know, <laughs> it wasn't me either. So, it's, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's us, you know, you, you. So she saw it, and I raised my hand and I shared. I said, "Oh, you know, I was I walked in here and I was observing emotional, physical, mental states, yeah, but I was assuming that which was observing was me, was the real thing, yeah." Now I just got a hit that that's a mental state that was observing the other mental states, the emotional, physical states, yeah? So I left, and it was sort of like my camera didn't have a locked aperture, but it seemed to be locked in self-centeredness. And by that little satsang, it opened up. And so what? this is what happens with realizations, in a way. Here's a realization. As long as the realizations are being had by you... <laughs> <laughs> they're like big game animals on your spiritual mantle they fucking mean absolutely nothing really so here's this real estate real estate but then suddenly something happens where you're seen yeah what you used to always look from seemingly you're seen that's the realization yeah the realization of what you're not yeah 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 so what happened is I went about my business, and then a couple weeks, the same, the same claiming occurred. Again, the mental state was assuming it was me, and it was saying, oh, I've been seeing so many more physical, emotional, <laughs> spiritual states. And I went, wait a minute, something's looking at that. Yeah? And then it happened seven times or so, and then it didn't have to happen anymore. I got, my mind got it, yeah? You don't need a thousand examples. You may only need one. You may not need any. Yeah, For me, it took about seven, and it was obvious, whatever arises and proclaims itself cannot possibly be me. Yes? That's sort of what it's like. Yeah. I find... Wait a minute, we're going to get a microphone. This is just a... Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not doing anything. It's a demonstration. All right, it's all right. Pretty good. <laughs> it's great, though. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, thoughts. My thoughts are very addictive. Okay, <laughs> I really feel addicted to my thoughts. And when you were talking about the example of her saying that she was really interested in math, yeah, that, that broke it. That severed that desire to have your attention back there. Yeah. I was going to say, how am I going to find my mat? But that sounds a little bit weird. But how does one get to that, being able to realize that I don't want to be in this play anymore? By realizing you're not that which doesn't want to be in the play anymore. Instead of pledging allegiance to that thing that moves back and forward, you, you don't, you abstain from that, and that which is can become obvious. Let me tell you a little story, because I like this one, right? So, I went to Turkey. Some of the people that see me a lot know this one, but I'm going to do it. It's a good time. So, I went to Turkey years ago, 2001. And Turkey, they're incredible salespeople if you ever go there. So I went to Istanbul, and a few of us that met, you know, 
at the guest house. We were walking around near the mosque and the Sophia, and a guy, a very nice-looking guy with a nice gray suit, came up and said, hey, I'm, we'll, I'll take you around, I'll show you the places. And he did, and it was really good. He pointed a lot of stuff out. Then he brought us to this building, this brick building, and then he knocked on the door, and then he just left, and then another guy who looked similar with another gray suit opened the door, and, oh, come on in, come, and it was a rug emporium. Yeah, they have rugs there, and they go. Oh, do you want do you want Turkish coffee? Do you want to have apple juice? And I'm going, yeah, sure. And we took this little crew. We all go in there, and it's incredible. They come out and they're spinning the rugs and they're catching the light on the rugs and they're throwing them down. And it goes on, and they just keep giving you more coffee and apple juice. And it goes on for like three hours. I was there. Yeah. And the guy goes, well, what do you think, Mr. Paul? And I say, hey, listen, I don't have a flaw. <laughs> I was traveling around the world. I didn't have a house. I had nowhere to live. So I was totally immune to all the advertising. But for me to get into the rug, I'd have to have a floor to put it on. I had no floor. So no matter how great it was, no matter how many things it promised, I'll just you'll have a baby on this rug. It was sounding great, but I don't have a floor. So I had total immunity. And then they said, well, we can... Fold it up and put it in your knapsack. I give you a break. I'm going to go to Thailand with a fucking oriental rug in my bag. I mean, it was so absurd. It's like the, the, the advertising just fell. Not because it wasn't a bad advertising. It was incredibly good. It was there was no buyer. You have an immunity to the selfing. Yeah? You start. You have an immunity to thoughts. The thoughts come, they make their little impression, but they don't move you. You're moved by something other than thought. You're moved by something other than feeling. You're moved by something other than action. So when you see that you're not Paul... If you entertain the possibility, then all the advertising, which is to try to embellish the idea of Paul, reinforce the idea of Paul, insinuate, imply, assume, presuppose, you'll lose interest in it. Yeah? Because you don't have a flaw. I could have stayed there for three weeks and I wouldn't have bought a rug. <laughs> I swear to God, they could have photoshopped me on, on a in a house with flaws. It didn't, wouldn't matter. I knew I didn't have a flaw. I had this time when I was young. I, I grew up in Long Island, Rose, and there was this mall called Roosevelt Field. And I was about 12 years old and I started, you know, the hormones are going and I want to sort of I wanted to go out and strut my stuff, basically. So I had a pair of red corduroy pants I really liked, and I had this long sleeve gray T-shirt. And I'd go take the bus and go to Roosevelt Mall, and while I wasn't looking at my reflection in all the store windows, I was watching people were really noticing me. And I said, Jesus Christ, this works. So basically, every weekend I went there, I wore the same outfit. Yeah. So after about three months, one of my friends had come some compassion on me, and he, I, he goes... You know those red pants, Paul? I go, yeah, I love those corduroys. He says, they're magenta, Paul. And you know that gray shirt? It's pink. <laughs> and as soon as he told me they were pink and magenta, I saw them as pink and magenta, and they never were seen again 
as gray and red ever. No matter how many times they, and I never worked, I never went back into the uh, sea. No, they were pink and magenta. They were always pink and magenta. I just assumed or believed or had faith in that they were red and gray, but it wasn't the case. This is like what it's like. If you want to improve your chances, listen to the downloads. We have tons of free content on Zen Vitslap. We have two talks a week. We have tons of content, tons of videos, all for free. And you can repeat it. And if you don't like me, listen to other people if you find, if they resonate for you, with you. Yeah? But the information is there to support the familiarity. Yeah? Because this world is repeating itself to you all fucking day. It's not a bad idea to have some message about the otherness repeat itself to you. Because if you're keen on that, a little bit of ofness will draw your attention a lot more than tons of inness. Yeah? If you have that leaning, it's going to work. It works. It works because it doesn't need to work. Yeah. So that's it. Yes? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. We have shirts and books, and if you if you like one of the shirts, I may have us your size in the car. We just couldn't bring them all out. Yeah. I have one more question. I need a ride to Oakland, um, Montclair. Uh, I'm going to use that. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. I need a thousand dollars. Make it two, two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I may not need a car, I could get a car. That's right. <laughs> well, listen now, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. You're welcome, my friend. It's such a pleasure to be back in Berkeley. Yes. How much are the t shirts? Uh, there's a uh, different scale. The white ones, they're, I'll sell them all for 15. So. Yeah. They're usually 20, but, you know, I like all of you. So you would give a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have an announcement. So we have a website, zenbitchlab.com, and we need to...
watch a lot of people. Yeah. But it's a way to call the herd, too. <laughs> I can't call the herd after that race.
very, very, very powerful for me. Okay, another one? Eight, one more. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
I already went for it. I should have fucking died. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's get together. Get out of here. Someone has to tell me how to get out of here. Get back to the freeway. Oh, it got really silent. Did you want to follow me? Yeah, I need to get to the freeway. Go home. Follow me. Yeah. I'm going to call you in the morning, Vita. I don't know when exactly when we're leaving, so, but I need to get your address. Can you text it to me? Oh, wow, it's recorded.